Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And as we reflect on and pray with the mystery of the home life at Nazareth, and as we reflect upon the Holy Family, uh, there's not a whole lot that's known about the hidden life, the childhood of Jesus. All scripture tells us about the childhood of Jesus is that when he was 12 years old, he was lost or he was left behind in the temple. And Mary and Joseph were looking for their child Jesus in and amongst their their relatives and friends in the caravan. Um, And when they didn't find him, they returned to Jerusalem and found Jesus in, in his father's house asking questions and teaching the teachers in the temple. Uh, And then in today's gospel, too, there's a quick little uh, pericope about the childhood of Jesus. The gospel tells us today that when they, the Holy Family, had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, And the favor of God was upon him. That's all we're told about the childhood of Jesus, as he grew up from a young baby into a young, mature man. But we can get a glimpse into Nazareth. We can get a glimpse into that family life by uh, what we know about the person of Jesus. And so if someone approached you and asked you the question, describe Jesus to me. What was Jesus? Who was Jesus? What was he like? Well, I'm sure a lot of uh, adjectives would come to our mind to describe the person of Jesus. We know Jesus was a holy man. He, he prayed. The scriptures tell us he went off to pray uh, the night before he, w- he died, before he was arrested and crucified. Uh, the scriptures tell us he prayed. He went off by himself and fell on his knees in, pr- uh, in prayer. And so right away that tells us something about the family life at Nazareth. Uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, they were a family of prayer. Jesus learned how to pray as a man in the home at Nazareth. Other things we know about Jesus, well, he, he was filled with compassion and mercy. Uh, we think about that prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son, the father who welcomes the son back home, but then also the good Samaritan, the one who stopped on the road and took care of the traveler. Uh, Jesus learned compassion. He learned mercy in the home at Nazareth. We can say that Jesus was forgiving. He was merciful. We think about how his disciple Peter denied him three times. And yet Jesus didn't shun Peter, but rather looked upon him with love. Where did Jesus learn that love? He learned that love in the home at Nazareth. At the end of Jesus' life, Jesus laid down his life on the cross, sacrificial love. Where did he learn that sacrificial love? It was at the home in Nazareth from Mary and Joseph. And so I think we learn a lot about what life was like in Nazareth based on how Jesus lived his life. And isn't that true with so many of us as we see children or young adults we kind of get a glimpse into their family life by the way they act, by the way they speak. It tells us something about what's going on in the home. And so the same is with Jesus as well. Uh, Jesus was holy. He was compassionate. He was merciful. He was vulnerable. Jesus wasn't afraid to share his emotions. Think about when his good friend Lazarus died. 
Jesus wasn't afraid to weep, weep openly over the death of his friend Lazarus. Uh, the home at Nazareth, Nazareth was a place of vulnerability, where uh, genuine and uh, uh, authenticity was welcomed. And so we can kind of see what kind of family, what kind of hidden life Jesus lived at Nazareth. At the home in the midst of family life, that's where prayer is taught. It's where we're learn, we learn how to love, how to become vulnerable, how to share our desires and emotions with one another. This all happens in the family life. And so mothers, fathers, husbands, wives, grandparents, aunts, uncles, godparents, uh, never underestimate your, your, your role, your duty, your responsibility in the home. You're, you're the witness to the young adults and to the children entrusted to your care. Uh, it's in the home. It's by our witness, by the way we speak, by the way we uh, carry ourselves, that we teach the, the others uh, in our care, the, the children, the young adults, how to live. And it's beautiful, uh, the catechism of the Catholic Church, they speak about what family life is called to be, uh, what, what, that, what that looks like. In the catechism, paragraph uh, number 1666 says, the Christian home is the place where children receive the first proclamation of the faith. For this reason, the family home is rightly called the domestic church, a community of grace and prayer, a school of human virtues and of Christian charity. That's what families are called to be. That's, that's the vocation of married life, of family life in the home. Uh, the church is here. We're here to assist families as they uh, educate and form and rear their children but the church doesn't take away that responsibility. Uh, the first proclamation of the faith, it's the duty of the parents, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, to pass on the faith. The church is here to simply assist the family. And I think we do a good job of that here at, uh, in our faith formation programs and at Holy Redeemer School as well, to complement what the mother and the father are doing in the home as well. And so we're given our families by God. We can't choose who uh, our families are or what family we're born into. But we can choose to love. We can choose to love the people in our family. How we feel about our family is a complicated thing. Deep down, you'll always love your family. And they'll love you. But we can forget that we love them. And we can hurt them and they can hurt us. Uh, but deep down, we're, we're born into that family. It's a gift from God. The family is the cell of society. It's the root, the, the seed of society. John Paul II, one of my favorite saints, he, he was quoted once saying, where the family goes, so goes society. And so if we look out in our society and it seems dark, and it seems like values, uh, family values have been thrown out the window, uh, in our world, there's a lot of violence. There's wars going on. That all started in the family. Uh, broken families lead to broken societies. 
Broken societies lead to broken, a broken world uh, full of sin and darkness. And so I think the greatest things that you can do as families here today is to come to Mass, to pray together as a family, uh, to get in front of Jesus. That's the greatest thing parents can do for their families, grandparents can do for their grandchildren, aunts and uncles can do for their nieces and nephews, to, to bring the family to Mass, to pray together, to be in front of Jesus. I think it was beautiful for our Christmas Masses. We had, we had a full church. It was beautiful seeing whole, complete families come once again to, to bend their knees and to adore our, our newborn king. Uh, the greatest thing that families can do today is to attend Mass together. And so as we gather here to celebrate the Eucharist today, Jesus gives us the sustenance, the nourishment we need to continue the formation in our own homes, the formation of our children and grandchildren, but also the formation of ourselves as well, to live that vocation entrusted to us, to be loving husbands and fathers, uh, loving wives and mothers, to be loving, obedient children, like the child Jesus was obedient. So as we gather here uh, at this Mass, let us receive the Eucharist, the beautiful gift of Jesus Christ himself as uh, food, nourishment, as we continue in our own formation and education as disciples of Jesus Christ.